definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Good morning to you and yours. It is the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff in for Jeff today, who uh, has been apparently hanging out with the Red Raider basketball team, feeling a little bit under the weather, sitting alongside David Collier, and across the way is Lucas White. Slide and slides, pushing buttons for us, as he does every single day. It is a music Monday, so I will be interested to see what music the three of you guys chose. <laughs> Uh, this was a, a late addition to the program, but uh, we can make that happen. Uh, so none of the music is mine. It's not my fault. That, but uh, it's also I don't get any credit for how awesome it could be. I don't. I don't think I ever get credit. So that's probably a good call on your part. You're just coming in here blind. Uh, usually I just get grief for whatever I uh, I pick. I don't even remember what I picked a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was great, but man, it brought the house down. The moody. Oh, the Matthew uh, McConaughey. Yeah, the Matthew McConaughey. No, yeah, I would have. I, I, I gave you a hard time on that one that's too. True. Well, that's true. See, I'd already forgotten it. I moved on. That's that's not Nobody a. Nobody else needs it. It, that, it was in, in jest. It was a joke. They won. I wouldn't have played it if they would have lost. Well, sure. Uh, or do you play it if Matthew McConaughey? Well, you wouldn't have played it if Tech lost. That's what there, I'm there's a couple of days there that we want to make well, sure. I we're think it was it was in the right direction. I mean, the guy that went to <laughs> OU that covers Texas Tech. Sure. I think we know who they is. Uh, speaking of uh, covering Texas Tech, uh, not a great weekend for the Red Raiders with uh, two losses, uh, both to Cincinnati, one on the road, one at home for the men's and women's team. We'll do, do a deep dive coming into that. But uh, how was your Sunday yesterday with a lack of, I, I don't want to say interesting sports because there was stuff going on with the uh, PGA Tour going on, and you also had the uh, PGA Tour didn't go on yesterday because well, no, of the weather. But yeah, but you were it was something you were paying attention oh, to. Oh yeah, no, we we had an eye on it, and it stinks because as a guy that wants uh, Ludwig Ludwig, whatever you want to call him, Aberg, Obear, our guy, our guy. You want? I mean, he what? He was a shot off the lead going into the final round. I was excited to watch that on Sunday because, like you said, I didn't really have anything to watch at all, and then. Early in the morning, I saw a video of waves crashing onto the 18th fairway. Makes like, it hard to tee off there. Yeah. Uh, so they postponed it until today, and then news came late last night that they just shut it down after three rounds and didn't have a chance to win the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which stunk because his second and third round were seven under and five under. I mean, he was rolling. He right was along. making a charge for sure. Yeah. It just, it stunk. That was so, yeah, I didn't get to watch that. I'll be honest. We flipped around a lot. We watched other stuff. It was weird. We were watching movies, you know, uh, funny. Was, yeah, you was, mentioned <laughs> movies. Um, cause I did like it with, uh, Weatherly dying over the weekend, uh, or on Friday, I should say, mm. A lot of different memes popped up. A lot of different YouTube little shorts popped up with him in it. And I was sitting there watching a bunch of them, and I'm like, did I see that movie? Like, I know the references. I know the, I know the, uh, the what movie they're from. I know the actors in it. And I think I've seen, like, bits and pieces of almost all of those. But I was sitting there going, have I seen that movie? Like, all weekend as those were popping up. So this weekend, I watched... Uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 for the very first time. I've seen Rambo probably 30 times. Yeah. 
it was just interesting that I was also watching that movie. And I watched it from the aspect that, listen, this is a cheesy 80s movie. They're going to do cheesy 80s things in this movie. There's going to be 80s problems that we would look back on it now and go, oh, I don't know that you should do that in a movie. Where in the 80s, that's what was expected. Yeah. Um, there were some problems even for that. Like, seriously, someone needs to go back in time in the 80s and teach people how to hold a gun. <laughs> you don't hold the barrel. That's not a good place to hold a gun at all. And they really need to uh, let people know that there's backsplash on a rocket launcher. Rambo killed everybody that was in every vehicle he was ever in when he fired a rocket launcher from it. But otherwise, it wasn't a bad movie. Hey, I have no problem with that. One, my Probably my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is Commando. And they uh, go steal mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of stuff. And then the little, uh, I don't even remember her name. She's shooting a rocket launcher out of the back, you know. Stand, yeah. yeah so, um, and everybody in the boat or the car or the helicopter, wherever you're shooting that from, is dead. Yeah. Nope. Because not, of the back blast. No, but they're, they were they were good because, you know, <laughs> in the 80s we could make it through anything. Uh, it, it, was an, it was nice to see, though, the use of the jump pad when uh, Rambo's jumping <laughs> off the boat because that's a stunt that doesn't get used as much anymore. I will, yeah. Because you're not actually going to need to fly somebody. You're just going to CGI it from this point. That's true. Um on Friday, whenever the news that Carl Weathers had died came out, I'm sitting in the sports office with a bunch of younger people, so I didn't even bring it up. Oh, know? wow. And Well, because I knew I, there's a good chance the majority of these people have no clue who Carl Weathers is. Oh, I don't know that that's... Well, but that, here you go. Um, and my uh, co-worker goes, oh, did you see Carl Weathers die? And I was like, yeah, I did. I just didn't know if you guys knew who it was, so I just kept my mouth shut. And he goes, no, he's a guy from The Mandalorian. The, the and I was like, ah. you can tell how somebody how old somebody is where they know him from. <laughs> the Mandalorian, from Rocky, from Happy Gilmore, from Mandalorian, from Predator. Like, Look, there's a list of places. Mandalorian would have been the last one I would have said. Oh sure, like even for me, it, it's Rocky first. Yes, or, or, or I should say, yeah, well, Rocky first. It would be Rocky the first, first Rocky. just because it didn't matter if what I, I mean. That was his role. I mean, come on, Apollo Creed. I mean, they made another movie series out of him. I know it wasn't him, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Okay. It's Creed, which was his character's name. But uh, so that that was a fun little weekend and had an opportunity to do that. Won't be able to do that this Sunday. No. Going to be a lot busy this Sunday with the Super Bowl. And our coverage of the Super Bowl starts at 1 o'clock. Wow. Over on Double T 97.3. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's got to get their pregame thoughts in. And when I mean everybody, I do mean Everybody. I will not be listening at 1 o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that now. No, no, I'll get everything done right in time to either li- – hopefully I'm not in the car listening, but listening or watching on television. Now, I I get kind of Super Bowl coveraged out on yeah. Sunday, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and even this week. But at least for us, uh, we have somebody to talk about in this one. So. It, do- it absolutely helps that there's at least an, a rooting interest in this game. Where are you at on Super Bowl commercials? Do you want to be surprised, or have you done a deep dive on YouTube to find them yet? No, I haven't watched any of them. Um, I We talked about it last week. I don't think anything that comes out on Sunday is going to surpass the Paramount commercial that came out last week, which I'm sure will probably air during the Super Bowl. We just found, found it early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the funny thing is, is I saw with what it was in the both of the championship games, all of the tease commercials for their Super Bowl commercials, which I found somewhat annoying. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think I think one of them was Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a State Farm commercial 
and it was almost like, yeah, this is coming on February 11th or whatever day. I don't even know what day. That's right, right? February 11th, Super Bowl. Five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine. Yes. Yeah. So I quick math. I saw so many teaser commercials for the Super Bowl that I don't even want to wait. I just I'll just wait till the Super Bowl to watch them. Uh, thoughts off the Eights Flooring Center chat line very quickly. So now our broadcaster is sick too. Who's calling the game in week Waco? <laughs> Uh, I still imagine Hax is going to make that trip. So Yeah, I think he's resting up just like the team, hopefully getting hydrated, and he'll be ready to go for the game tomorrow night. And D-Rock chimes in. They shut it down after three? Man, what a bummer. No joke. Listen, we'll hit you with the headlines coming up, tell you all the news and notes in uh, what you need to know. This is the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Giving you the news and notes, the ups and downs. It was the things that happened. It is what you need to know on the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. It was a back-and-forth game for the Red Raider basketball team that we will do a deep dive into coming up later, I promise. But uh, the soon-to-not-be number 15 Red Raiders fell to the Bearcats, 75-72. to 14 lead changes in this one in a game that we hear beforehand that you're going to be without one of your key players because he is sick. Mm-hmm. And then as you watch the game, you kind of get the impression that he was not the only one feeling just a little bit under the weather. Yeah, and then afterwards I saw pictures on social media like Warren Washington in the tunnel, basically hands on head, didn't yeah. didn't look like he was feeling great. And if there was one person on a team where you're facing a bunch of 6'8 or taller guys that you want to be at least 100%, it's probably Warren Washington. He would be in the top five, yeah, yeah. Uh, if not uh, number one with a bullet yeah. in that list. So uh, absolutely hurt not having him. But uh, Red Raiders back in action tomorrow. They're on the road at Baylor. Uh, not sure where they're going to – it's going to be an interesting top 25 when it gets released, what, here in about two hours or so, about 11 o'clock? Noon. Noon. No, 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 <laughs> Found that out the hard way a couple okay. weeks ago. Well, it's never, It's one of those things that I always get the next day, yeah. normally when I'm well, I think I'm the women come out at 11 and the men come out at noon. So. Of course they do. Yeah. That's just how that works. But uh, we will uh, – I don't imagine that uh, Tech will be 15. My guess is somewhere around 23. 24 with two losses last week. But the beautiful part about playing in the Big 12 is win a couple of games and you can go right back up. Yeah. So you uh, went you went on Tuesday, everybody's feeling pretty good about you uh beating Baylor on the road. Uh speaking of playing on the road, Lady Raiders also in action over the weekend. They lost to Cincinnati 74 to 56 20 to 9 first quarter. I'm going to say that again. 20 to 9 in the first quarter. You have not played well in the first quarter. feels like at all this season. I know there's been a couple of games where you have. The only one I remember is at Houston. Yeah. And that was about it. And, but it I has, know there's been more, but yes. It has been a bugaboo for Krista Gerlich's squad to get started in the first quarter. Maybe I I don't even know how to help her. like Because it's just the first quarter. You look at the rest of this game, and it's a dogfight until the fourth quarter. Obviously, fourth quarter of that game was over, but you can also make the argument that it was over after the first quarter. Um, But they fall 74-56. I don't think that team's built to play catch-up, and that's all they were doing the entire time. Yeah. Uh, So they're also back in action. They get uh, not uh, the the most fun 
uh, with West Virginia on the road, but that is also tomorrow. That'll be on 107.7 Yes FM. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about uh, Pebble Beach getting canceled this weekend as uh, Ludwig was uh, kind of making a charge going into the third round and kind of hopeful that he could bring home a, a championship for himself and uh, have something for Red Raiders to feel just very excited about. But uh, if you look at the weather forecast, you kind of understand why. Yeah, no, it was it was very unfortunate. Uh, listen to him after the funny part about it is that was the first place he had ever played a professional tournament. He opened in the Carmel Cup. Oh, as, okay. A, as a freshman back in I think nineteen or something like that. Who knows at this point? I can't remember that far back. But that was the first place he had played as a collegiate athlete. And he mentioned that in the post game press conference after his first round, which was pretty solid in itself. I think he was tied for fourth at that point, but. You could see he was comfortable there and, you know, the potential of getting his second career win. And this one maybe a little bit bigger than the other one that he had won. But uh, I think they I, – I got to look to see how much money he made. But the winner was supposed to get 3.6. So it's not like he's hurting after not finishing first. But you still like to have that. You'd like to there. have the opportunity. Yeah. Even if you didn't finish first, you'd like to have the opportunity for especially how he was playing. Uh, if you went to bed on Friday and didn't turn the radio on or TV on because your sports were good – you may have thought that Cliff Kingsbury was going to be the offensive coordinator of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Well, to put it bluntly, contracts didn't line up for what either he was asking and what they were offering. Uh, so uh, backed out of that deal, turn around this morning, and uh, the former Red Raider signal caller for Texas Tech is now the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator. As a Cowboy fan, I hope he scores 24 points a game <laughs> and they lose 25-24. That has to be weird for him, too. You would imagine that he was probably a Cowboys fan growing up. I don't ever remember asking him if it was his favorite team, but just given where he grew up. Yeah, given where he grew up and even the time frame, too. Like, Yeah, it would make sense that why would you not be a Cowboys fan right in the middle of Texas whenever they were actually good. It is interesting. You mentioned, you know, maybe some why it didn't work out with Vegas because, man, that it was, seemed like that was his place. You know, there were reports, numerous people reported that he was – the front runner, the candidate, they were going to hire him. And you mentioned money. I bet money had absolutely nothing to do with it because he's still getting paid from the Cardinals, right? So he's getting money from them. Uh, I wonder if it was a contract term. Well, no, maybe like people people that they were bringing in type deal. Like I don't know how much control like an offensive coordinator has, but if he can go, hey, I'd like this guy to come work with me because, you know, I'm comfortable with him. He knows my system. And maybe they did the whole. No, we got guys in plan. We got we got plans for guys. Don't worry about it. And he said, "Well, which guys?" And they're like these. And he's like, "Eh, you those aren't my guys. Those aren't my guys." And I don't know if I want to be associated with those guys. I don't know if that's. But it, the money doesn't seem like it would be. I'll be quite honest with you, though. I don't know the situation in in Washington, but I'm kind of glad he didn't get the Raiders job. The Raiders just seems like a mess all the time. I know you don't want to play Cliff two times a year, but for him professionally, I think it's a better situation. It's going to be interesting to find out because the the Washington franchise has been a mess for the better yes. part of 25 years. I just, with the new ownership. And, and not just like a mess, but like hot garbage oh, mess. Oh, no, I understand. I'm well aware. New ownership, is get, it could absolutely turn that place around, and I don't want that to happen as a Cowboys fan. So yeah, I understand. I see, and I don't have that 
Cowboys allegiance like you do. So yeah, well, some people don't think I have it as much as I do. I'm sure it's... I just made everybody mad. Don't worry. Nah, no, no, Carter doesn't even like the Cowboys. Well, you're rooting for Cliff, so I'm rooting for Cliff. There's no, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. I want Cliff to his offense to do well, but them to lose every game by a point, at least. Yeah, like that's all I'm hoping for. I'd, and then lose to t- twice to the Cowboys a year. That's that, that, that's it. That's all I'm that it's simple things in life that I look for. Uh Lady Raider tennis team in action over the weekend, ending a uh, night sweep in singles. Lady Raiders split their doubleheader on Sunday at the Arbro Tennis Center at num- uh, to the number fourteen Auburn Tigers and Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Tech dropped a hard fought fourth match, uh four to two, um, and then swept the Gamecocks four zero in the nightcap. So uh good things going on for the Lady Raider tennis team. Uh, get your thoughts in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Unless I missed anything, I don't think I missed anything. Got both men's basketball game, men's and women's basketball games, tennis, uh, NBA. Saw the Rockets lose. Mavericks play tonight. Uh, All star. You catch any of the NHL All Star festivities this weekend? No, I'll, I'll be I'll be one hundred percent transparent here. I'm not the not best. a hockey guy. Yeah, I'm not a hockey guy. I used to be. A, I used to enjoy hockey. I mean, but for whatever reason. Yeah, it just doesn't excite me anymore. Now, I'll say this. If, like, the Cotton Kings were playing, I would probably and, – and some of those old guys that played for the Cotton <laughs> Kings that I used to cover, if they were sure. playing, then I might be a little more uh, apt to watch. But uh, Connor McDavid, that's probably the extent of my knowledge. There you go. At least I know that one, though, right? Oh, wow, you can tell that Lucas is not a fan because who's uh, – it's Ovechkin. Yeah, it's only oh, Ovechkin. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I, I knew him as well. He could be retired for 30 years, and it's still going to be just Ovechkin over there. He looks like 40 years older than me, which is amazing. He's he's lived a good life. A hard good life. Uh, I was going to say a hard good <laughs> life, but uh, definitely a good one. Uh, I'm trying to be a hockey fan. Like, I'm, I'm trying to do I a deeper – because I enjoy playoff hockey. Like, when the Stars are playing in the playoffs, I'm, I'm watching, and I'm attentive, and I'm focused – but I don't feel like I can say that I'm rooting for the Stars when I'm not watching during the regular season. And I've got the channel that they're on. I just need to remember the nights that they're on so I can turn it on to watch. Yeah. So it, it, I'm working on it. I don't want to be that guy that just shows up in the playoffs or, you know, at a, when Tech is hosting a super regional kind of thing. Did you watch the Grammy? No. <laughs> don't okay. go. We don't need to get I didn't watch the Grammys when I was working at a music station. Yeah. My wife likes to listen to the actual performances. We don't we don't watch awards. You know, when somebody performs. Mm, yeah, oh, sure, sure. Yeah, but when the awards are up, it's hopefully we come back when somebody's performing. There was a pretty cool performance, though, last night. Who was We've it? got the music going right now. But. Well, who was the performance? You can tell us who it is, and we can look it up in the break. Um, it was uh, Luke Combs and uh, Tracy Chapman. They Ooh. did a duet of Fast Car. Okay, that uh, that could be cool. That could be cool. I might check that out. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Two more hours left of the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff, in for Jeff, who uh, has been hanging out with the Red Raider basketball team. That's just really what it's come down to and, you know, we saw how that ended up. Uh, all signs, though, do point that he will be able to return tomorrow for the show and the Red Raider basketball game uh, as they are on the road in Waco. Off the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Bullfighter chiming in with another picture of a bull. 
Here you go, DC. It's a smaller one. He's only six to eight hundred pounds. That's a big swing. Yeah. Six to eight. Yeah. Can we get that a little closer? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And here's the thing: it can be seven to eight. I would still feel better about that swing than the six to eight. That's okay. a big swing. The difference is me is what that yeah. is. The difference is one collier, two hundred pounds, ish. Let's say ish. Like even if it was an eight hundred pound bull. <laughs> Like, well, I, I, I kind of want to say, because I'm not, I am not getting on a bull. But if I knew it was an 800-pound bull, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, 800-pound bull. But a 6 to 8, that's a huge swing to me. No, yeah, it is. That's a lot of, you know, crushing power on my head that I would like to be a little more specific on that number with. I need as much help with my head as possible. I don't need anybody <laughs> kicking it, jostling it around. Uh, this of the eight Loring Center chat line with a shifting to some NFL conversation. What is your preferred Super Bowl snack, app, and meal? I'm guessing that's appetizer. Yeah. Hmm. Anything. I mean, salsa, not hot salsa. Um, we have like, you know, my wife makes this like spinach and sausage and queso dip, you know, that's pretty solid. It's very filling. Hmm. Yeah, it's... That's it. Like, my uh, my taste buds are going, these are interesting words to put together. I don't know that I've ever experienced the the sausage and the queso and the spinach together. Yeah. Like, when you bad. first said spinach, I was like, oh, spinach artichoke dip. I've heard yeah. that a million. And, yeah. and then you went a different direction. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not overbearing. It's almost like it's like a cilantro in there more than anything. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? It's just sure. something else to add to it. That, um, if we have pizza, I mean, we, have, we always go over to it. We used to go over to a friend's house that would have, they would smoke meat, and I mean, we would have everything. So we would bring the dip and beer, guys. Hey, <laughs> did, um, I learned a very long time ago that you will never be uh, frowned upon for bringing ice and or drinks to a party. Those are the things that usually get forgotten about because everybody brings chips, everybody brings dip, everybody brings, you know, something along those lines, but they forget drinks. Yeah. Like no, you want to be a hero going to a uh, not not the funeral but the reception. That's not right. What's the the event afterwards? The gathering after a funeral. Is that not the reception? Is it reception? I always think that's just a wedding. Lucas, term. let's go. It's been a while since I've been married. So well, it's been a while since I've been. You're to a funeral, you're, you're planning these over married. there. Anyhow, so I know it's a reception after the wedding. I. Don't know if the funeral has. Oh, a oh you're asking the what the yeah, funeral I don't know one what is. That, yeah, I don't know about that one. I think it's it's not the wake. That's before. Wake. This person says wake. I thought the wake was before. I mean, whatever. Take drinks to that because everybody brings their best meal, and that family is trying to figure out how they're going to get every give give everybody something to drink yeah. at that point, whether it be beer, wine, soda, water, etc. Bring repast. Huh? Repast. Repast. That doesn't sound right, Ash. A repast is any gathering of people after a funeral service. Oh, okay. Some people call it a reception, the most commonly term used. I'm guessing that's off the Google machine. See, if I was smart, I would have used the machine in front of me to use my Google and, yeah. and look that up. But uh, bison queso for the win, sooner from Lubbock. Sounds good to me. Uh, Stephen yeah, chiming in saying that wake is after. Okay. Throw throw some meat into a queso. That's that's all. Oh, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, because like I bought a, a deep fryer so that I could have wings whenever I want to have wings. 
there will be wings consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Um, Friday night's my pizza night, so there might be leftover pizza for the Super Bowl during the game, but also a big fan of pizza during the game. Yeah. Like if I'm doing – like in a big gathering, you just do a bunch of pizzas and, and kind of walk away. My my stepdad is from Buffalo, and when I was a little kid, you got to remember, we're going back quite a ways oh, sure. here. Um, he had an air fryer – or uh, not an air fryer, a fryer. Mm-hmm. Air fryers didn't exist back then. No, no. Um but he would make wings, and this was before I knew what wings were, because they weren't. There wasn't stores that you go eat wings at. Sure, that that was a new thing then. That was a new thing back out. then. Yeah. The, so I was eating wings as a little kid, and I was like, "This is amazing! Why didn't they have stores for these things?" So it's all Collier. Could have been Collier from the very I beginning. No, I could have been. Obviously, you know, there's the anchor bar there in Buffalo that was probably cooking them up, but that was not a thing that you could get back in the day. And I was like, man, these are amazing. Anytime you made those. Yeah, big, big fan of wings. I'm also, like, a big fan of not paying that much for small wings. Yeah. it was it was was They were a lot cooler several years ago when you could go to yes one of those Tuesday, Wednesday special nights and stuff yourself and not spend 80 bucks. Uh, but uh, that uh, comes up on Sunday. Big mm-hmm. game. If you've got uh, where you're... Having your what's your uh, Michael from the ranch chimes in? I'm smoking a brisket and ribs for the Super Bowl. That's a lot of work. I hope you're inviting people up. Well, he's also working at the ranch, so that could be what he's mo- doing that for. Yeah. And if that's the case, he absolutely needs to be doing a brisket, if not a couple, mm-hmm. would be my guess. Uh, our Super Bowl coverage starts at one o'clock on Sunday over on Double T ninety seven three with the pre uh, pregame running all the way up until the game and including the game on both Double T ninety seven three and one hundred point seven the score. Um, before we get to the Super Bowl, quick thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury being hired by the Commanders. I think it's a, a good hire for him other than, you know, the Cowboy issue that we'll have to see him a couple times during the regular season. But it had to be a better situation, and I mentioned this in hour one, than what he thought he was getting into with the Raiders. And just, it sounds so weird, and you mentioned it too, and kind of push back against me here for me to say that I would rather be with the commanders over any other franchise in the NFL. But if there was one that I would not want to be part of, it would be the Raiders. I just don't think draft pick wise. Um, now I will say this for him, more than likely they were going to draft a fast wide receiver if he, if he needed one, you know what I'm saying? Because sure. that's yeah, yeah. what the Raiders do. But Situationally, and Lucas actually texted me over the weekend. I think he part of the reason he's going there is clearly because Caleb Williams is just one spot above him potentially to join him with the commanders. So I, w- I would imagine it's a lot easier for the commanders to move up a spot draft capital wise. Oh, um, than sure. it would have been with the other organization. And Caleb doesn't want to play with the Bears, supposedly. So, if I'm the Bears, so I'm getting anything and everything I can from the oh, Commanders. Oh, yeah, 100%. Just to move up that one spot. Other I, news, I mean, this is borderline NFL news, but it's going to be something talked about. Patrick Mahomes' dad, uh, Patrick Mahomes, arrested for DUI, a DWI over the weekend. $10,000 bond. Not, you got to be smarter than this. Not the first time either. No, or the second time. Um, just got to be smarter, man. Especially this week for that family. Got to be smarter. Mm-hmm. 
And he should know better he re- yeah. as, as a former professional athlete. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. One more hour of the End of the Bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff McGuire in for Jeff Haxton today, sitting alongside David Collier and Lucas White across the way, sliding slides, pushing buttons for us. As he does every day on this fine program, it is a Music Monday with two more selections coming up later this hour. I imagine one of them is Hax's. No, we've already got well, just yeah, one is Hax. We have one more. Oh, we have just one just more. One more, yeah. Because we have asked the bench warmers. Oh yeah, so there's only one more. Okay, well then uh, let's figure that out when we get that far of of whose song it is when we get there. Uh, I don't want to talk about this, but we do. Like, collectively, we want to talk about this. And I say this because there's a million reasons why Saturday happened the way it did. And all of them are legitimate. And all of them are understandable. And all of them are in their own way either fixable or not fixable, but we knew the ones that weren't fixable. Yeah. You can't, you can't add depth at this point. You you can't add, and you're not going to get better rebounding like yeah. the, as for a Red Raider basketball team. And you had everybody sick apparently. So like all the things you didn't want to have happened in this game kind of happened again, Cincinnati on Saturday. Yeah. So I, I, I hate to, to harp on this, but it's the game we have. Well, and that's, I mean, it's stuff that you're going to have to deal with moving forward, right? You're not going to have to hopefully, knock on wood, deal with the health issues that have kind of plagued this team. But you do have other things that are concerning at this point of the season. And I think the one we haven't talked about at this point would probably be the play of Joe Toussaint. Uh, Your your point guard is turning the ball over quite a bit. He didn't actually turn the ball over, I guess, uh, against Cincinnati, but he certainly did against TCU, but you're not getting anything from him. He scored two points, one for three from the field. He, It seems like he was trying to draw a foul. See, I, th- I thought he turned the ball over. There was definitely some um, – it's just I, – and I wonder, and he can't use this excuse with Cincinnati, clearly, but I wonder if it's different for him because he's now facing teams that he's played – a year ago while he was at West Virginia. I know that you have a book on everybody and there's film for everything, but people have figured out how to play Joe and he's smaller. Uh, you know, I know that feeling, right? But, <laughs> but I mean, he plays hard. He plays physical. Sometimes he's out of control and he, and Haxon's mentioned this plenty of times. He's one of those guys that I don't want to say flops, but he always ends up on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you drive to the basket and, you know, you, you're kind of out of control, and that's something you don't necessarily want from your point guard. So that's an issue that needs to be fixed moving forward is a little more consistency from him. And we've seen it, right? It's oh, sure. just of late, we have not. No, I think it's now four out of the last five. He has not scored over 10 points. So, And that's not what you're asking him to do on a regular basis, but he's one of those guys that – you would like to see if anything get to the free throw line and knock down some free throws, and he's not even doing that. Right, and I'm not even banging on his points. He his offensive production has absolutely slipped. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and 
I do feel like, though, that he does bring other aspects to his game. I don't think he's – the effort's there. No, I, he's the, he has the effort. It's, it, it's not a question. It And maybe even some of it, his shots, when he has taken them, haven't fallen the way he's wanted them to. But it's also not like he's taking 30 shots a game either. Like, being more involved would also help while he's making some of these shots. And like you said, getting to the free throw line would be a huge thing for him to be able to do. But how do you get to the free throw line? You have to attack the basket. Yeah, and he does. It's just sometimes it's just out of control. I mean, it's out of control. It's like it's the I'm about I don't know what I'm doing here a little yeah. <laughs> bit. So I'm going to attack the basket and try to draw a foul. Well, you're not going to get bailed out. for Yeah, that. And, and especially with the, the size that you were going up against this past weekend against Cincinnati. Not only were they big, but some of those guys were big and wide, you know. I mean, Warren's slight, right? I sure. Mean, they, they had a couple of their guys that were not slight. We'll just put it that way. And it, I guess it's concerning, one, because obviously Baylor coming up, you know, you're going on the road and having to deal with that. But then you've got some of those, you know, the unknowns. you got two times with UCF and you don't know what to expect from them. you still got a TCU team that – shot the lights out, but they still are kind of that physical brand of basketball that's going to give you problems. We've seen back-to-back games now. Then you've got a great defensive team of Iowa State still on the schedule. It's starting to look scary for a team that's kind of worn down a little bit, physically not healthy right now, but uh, looks like they're wearing down. And when you look at what's in front of you, I think maybe some concern uh, needs to be had, but – Hopefully you can uh, steal one on the road tomorrow, which is going to be a very tall task, I I fear. Yeah, and we've been trying to figure out Baylor, it feels like, for like the last two weeks, three weeks. Uh, At the beginning of the season, they were a top three team in this conference. Yeah. And it was Kansas, Houston, Baylor in some order, and then everybody else. Who's fighting for fourth at that point? And then they kind of got into Big 12 play, and it felt like you're looking at that roster and you're looking at the coaching staff and they just weren't winning. And it was like head-scratching losses a little bit for not what they lost by. Like they're not getting, they weren't getting blown out by every team they played, but it was just loss after loss after loss that it felt like that they were going through. And you're like, this is not the Baylor team we thought we were going to see. And then this weekend happened. And that's the Baylor team we thought we were going to see. Well, and I mentioned it earlier. The scary part about that too is they had to they had to face some adversity, and it's a situation where you know you can kind of fold up shop and just take the loss with Coach Drew in the locker room after being ejected. But they they went from like I mentioned up nine or ten to being down by four just like that. I mean, it was instant, and that's where it snowballs on you. You just don't have answers. But they were able to figure that out without their head coach there, and. The fact that they're playing like that now, you wish you would have gotten them, like you said, two weeks ago when they were in the midst of a three-game losing streak and trying to figure things out. Unfortunately, you get them whenever they're feeling good about themselves. Yeah, and obviously we'll know a lot more uh, as we get into tomorrow and get a a little deeper chance to look at this Baylor team. But it's a Scott Drew team. They're going to be playing Big 12 defense like we know that they are capable of doing. They've got shooters on this team. They can absolutely just drain it when they need to. And they're going to play hard. Say what? And there's a lot of talent on this Baylor basketball team, and it feels like Scott Drew kind of made that turn about four years ago now, maybe five, 
when he could always get the talent there, but always felt like he couldn't coach it. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't know that that's an insult to him because you would see it time and time again where they would have a very much more talented roster than almost everybody in the Big 12 of Sands, Kansas, and they'd be in the middle of the pack somewhere, that they, they couldn't string anything together. That's not been the case the last few years, that, that that has been absolutely turned on its head, and they are a force to be reckoned with. And, hey, look, they're back on your schedule as we go into tomorrow on the road in Waco where they are 11-1 and one on the year. Awesome. Big 12 play. <laughs> Fun. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Get your questions now on the 8th Flooring Center chat line at 107thescore.com or the 100.7 The Score mobile app. And I don't know that I've shared this with this show. I don't know if anybody shared with it to you yet. But did you know that if you open up the app, in the top right-hand corner of said app, there's a little uh, settings icon. You hit the settings icon, and below that it says call the station. And if you hit that, it pulls up on your phone mm, yep. the Visual Edge IT hotline number. So you can call us directly from the app if you so chose right there on your phone. I don't know that it works on your computer, just for the record. So if you have a tablet that doesn't have a cell phone service, I don't think that would work. It'll still bring it up. But it'll think you're an idiot for trying to make a phone call. That's a nice feature, though. But that is a nice little, quick little feature. If you're trying to play some games with us and join in, you can do it that way. Yeah, that's a good call because one of the things I always had a problem with was remembering phone numbers. You know, like I always have to look over here even though I should know it by now. I've only had to say it like three or four times, but still, I can't remember the numbers. And other other shows where I would text (laughs) and mess with the people, I could never – remember what the number was i would have to wait until they said until it. they said it okay yeah but here we go david collier what was your original address growing up oh well you had a thousand uh, of i was about to that's say different. that's, that's di- yeah because you had all the different ones i can, I can give s- you like i can give you roads <clears throat> but i can't give you actual. i can addresses. still give you home address phone number both uh well it was only one phone but for where i lived growing up i was i had to be able to say my name is Jeff McGuire. My father is Bill McGuire. My mom is Debbie McGuire. I live at 1764 Florida Drive, Seaver, Texas, 77586. And you can give us a call at 713-474-9665. I had to be able to say that before I was allowed to walk out the house by myself the first time. Had to have all of that memorized. Yeah. That phone number doesn't exist anymore. That address, I'm not I think they actually changed that address now because I think they changed Florida. So they had to change all the numbers on it too. Like I'm just telling you, I had to have that verbatim. I think I have the I phone number out. still in my head. I'm pretty sure. I just went through it. I'm pretty sure. I, for the longest time, I had the one in Tennessee and Oklahoma memorized. So I might have them mixed up, but I have the area code for one. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So oh, sure. I could flip flop and pro- but yeah, that's not either one of our phone numbers anymore. I can tell you my phone number. I'm not going to, but I could. I was hoping you were rattling <laughs> I'm off I'm not line. that dumb. I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. Uh, bench warmers off of the Yates Lawrence Center chat line. What is the best brisket cheese combo? Brisket sandwich smothered in queso like a sloppy joe, brisket mac and cheese, or brisket mixed up in queso as a dip? Of those choices, I would do the brisket and uh, mixed with queso like a dip thing. So you got brisket in your queso. 
Um, generally, when I'm doing brisket, I just want brisket yeah, and by bread. itself, yeah. Like if you make a brisket sandwich, that's fun, that's different. Like that, then you might, I might put some cheese on it. But in general, I'm looking for brisket, maybe barbecue sauce, and that's a maybe depending on how good the brisket is. I'm trying to find this one. Okay, there we go. See, I needed to read it. I, I'd also say the mac and cheese is interesting. I would probably go brisket and the queso first, brisket and the mac and cheese. But I'm kind of like you. I don't, I don't need cheese with my brisket. Uh, like sandwich wise, I don't need that mess. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. that's too messy. I would rather just scoop it up with a chip. So I'd probably go to the mac and cheese first. Now that I think about it, uh, this thought off the Yates Learning Center chat line. I should have probably have been a little more clear on this. Uh, your mom is Debbie McGuire. Yes, my mom was Debbie McGuire, and I say this because she passed away in '95. So yes, she was. And mm-hmm. it, no, it's not that. Uh, it's trust me, man. When Joey got hired. There was a lot of looking that I went, he did what? (laughs) Who? Okay. Hmm. There's some like parallel paths here that are just a little bit weird. You know, uh, Debbie McGuire's brother is, do you know who that is? Oh God. No, I'm being honest. No, I don't. Do you remember the pitcher David Need who played for the Colorado Rockies? Vaguely, yes. Like little, little bird in the back of my head going, yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, He was an Atlanta Brave. I think he was drafted by the Braves, but then ended up going to Colorado. That's her brother. Little tidbit for you there. We have a caller that wants to ask McGuire a question. Okay, go right ahead uh, to the Visual Edge IT hotline. Who do we have? This is Kevin. Kevin, what do you got for us? Well, uh, I give props to you and, and David both. Uh-oh. Because I don't ever call the damn hotline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hardly ever text the text the chat line either. Um, but John Fogarty wrote "Proud Mary," and then Tina Turner covered. Well, right. And, and and I think you said it the other way. No, no, no. I don't know why that. She covered CCR's version of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, If I said that the wrong way, I apologize. Well, I don't know. But, you know, props to you guys, because if Collier hadn't said, uh, or you, no, it was you, that said you punch this button on the mobile app and you can can call the station. Because I can't even remember to call the station. (laughs) Yeah. See, it's the little things that we do around here to try to help, help people out. Yeah, you guys are good. I, great. I, I listen to you guys uh, five days a week. Well, listen to TNA on Saturday. Well, there you for go. For whatever reason, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all are confused why we listen to it, but we do. It, it's yeah. an enjoyable experience over on Double T 97.3. Kevin, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, man. Hope to, yeah. to hear from you. And if I said that backwards, it. I really apologize because I absolutely know CCR is the original version of that. Uh, And and appreciate it, Kevin. Um, Tina Turner covering it. I I think it becomes her song at that point. Yes, and I think that's what I was leading to. That's what I got from you because that was the original question was what cover was better than the original. Uh, this thought off the Ace Learning Center chat line, that's why you save numbers in your contact so you don't have to remember it, but using the app to call the station uh, as first or third caller isn't going to work well. It's delayed on the show delayed and slow it just called an input no urgency but unless you're asking for the 12th or 15th caller everyone using the app to call not going to end well you say that here's the catch 
okay, sometimes you just might want to call and talk to us, as Kevin just yeah. did. No, I agree with what they said, though. Yeah, if, if you're, you're trying, trying to win to call, something. If you're trying to call for the Double T 97 Three Cores Light Post Game Show and talk to Garrett after the game, that's a great way to make it easy so you don't have to try to type things in while you're driving down the highway. Yeah. Because, you know, you shouldn't do that while you're on the highway anyway. Yes. Especially in game day traffic, because there ain't nobody that knows how to get away from Jones Stadium. And I don't understand it. You just do it like we do and wait until. I don't get that option. I've got to be out for the postgame show. Um, So, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night, Mr. Collier? Tech Baylor. Or would you rather go uh, Lady Raiders, West Virginia? Because I can go that direction too. Well, I I think think Tech Baylor is going to be more. I was about to say, I hope. I, I don't. All I know is J.J. Quinterly, uh, she was up for Big 12 Player of the Week for like the millionth week in a row. I think she scored 10 or or 20 or more 10 times this season. Um, that's going to be a problem for the Lady Raiders, so we'll just leave that there. I think they're, they're searching for answers on that side. I think it would be a big win for the Red Raiders. We kind of mentioned it earlier, and somebody on the Yates Flooring Center chat line brought up what I had mentioned as well. We kind of wish the refereeing issues that occurred over the weekend would have been saved for Tuesday night, and maybe the Red Raiders could have used that to help them overcome the road trip. But uh, I know we'll get into it more tomorrow, but that's going to be a tough ask to get a win there, especially. Yeah. I mean, the, the, they're a good basketball team in 11-1 and at home. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Speaking of officiating, and I was listening to this game more than watching, so I kind of have to remember the source a little bit here. What did you think of the officiating Saturday night for Tech? Did you have a big issue with it? No. Not that I, I didn't can... either. No, I will say I I did I was kind of swayed by some really bad officiating in the, in sure, the Baylor like there, game. So like, there was nothing. There's the that give egregious. and take of it. But it it and again, some of it is the source. Let, let's keep in mind. But it the way it sounded was like Tech would get completely smashed going up for a rebound or whatever to the floor and then stomped on, and then the guy would walk away, where if you put a finger on somebody, you were getting called for a foul. Well, I'll put it this way. Um, We've had pretty decent uh, help from our our friends on the Yates Flooring Center chat line today, and not one person mentioned officiating. Which is why I'm asking the question, and we also haven't brought it up to spark the idea either. Yeah, so I would say officiating... Was not was, the was main not, culprit no, there. We all know what the main culprit was. But uh, that'll do it for us. <laughs> for the end of the bench, uh, I'm Jeff filling in for Jeff. That's David, and over there is Lucas. Stick around for the bottom line on 100.7 The Score. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.